RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. A man allegedly tortured by police at North District Hospital goes to police headquarters to make a statement. Civic Party lawmaker Jeremy Tam says more companies may be pressured by Beijing following the Cathay affair. And the Financial Secretary dismisses concerns that the central government's plan to further develop Shenzhen will undermine Hong Kong. The 62-year-old man who was allegedly tortured by three policemen while he was at North District Hospital has appeared at police headquarters to give a statement. He didn't speak to reporters, though his son said he had told officers to get the CCTV footage from the hospital when he filed a complaint at the end of June. The son said officers hadn't put that in the statement, giving the impression they didn't want to deal with the complaint. Security camera footage, which appeared to show some officers beating and slapping a man strapped to a gurney, was played at a press conference yesterday. Democratic Party legislator Lam Chuk Ting is helping the man. I don't think they have handled the case seriously. As the uh, victim's son said, he have repeatedly asked the police force to uh, seize the CCTV footage as soon as possible. But the police officers of the investigation team refused to recall the statement of the victim's sons. Therefore, I do think they might deliberately neglect such kind of uh, crucial evidence to prove the torturing case. Three people, two officers and one former officer have been arrested in connection with the case. Civil Party lawmaker and pilot Jeremy Tam has expressed concern that more comp companies will be pressured by Beijing over the ongoing extradition protests. He resigned from Cathay Pacific yesterday, hoping to calm what he said was a storm surrounding the airline. Cathay was asked by mainland authorities to clamp down on employees who supported the protests. Two pilots and two ground staff have been fired, and CEO Rupert Hogg and his deputy have resigned. Mr Tam says it's possible developers could become targets. You never know, maybe a developers, because what happened you know, during some of the shopping malls, and they refused the police to enter to their shopping mall. That may have some backfires as well, I think. Financial Secretary Paul Chan has dismissed concerns that the central government's plan to develop Shenzhen into a leading global city will threaten Hong Kong's status as an international finance hub. So the two regions had a complementary relationship with their own characteristics, and Hong Kong had distinct advantages. It is up to us to harness this complementary advantage uh, to develop ourselves further. And as to the financial center of Hong Kong, uh, we have a few distinct advantages. Uh, one is one country, two system. The second is the common law system, the rule of law, and independent judiciary. And the third is the confidence of the international community in Hong Kong. Mr Chan also says he's not aware of any deadline to resolve the unrest here. Yesterday, a lawmaker said a reliable source told him that central authorities wanted to restore calm by early September so as not to overshadow the 70th anniversary celebrations on National Day on October the 1st. A former economic journal reporter is still fighting for her life as she and two other people were attacked at a Lennon wall in Chen Kuano yesterday. As of 10am, authorities say the 26-year-old was still in a critical condition. She suffered serious knife wounds to her shoulders and back. The 36-year-old woman is in a stable condition, while the attacker is being detained by police on suspicion of wounding. He was arrested yesterday in Low Wu. 
Around a dozen people have held a demonstration inside Kowloon Tong MTR station urging passengers not to forget the mob violence in Yulong just a month ago when armed men attacked anti-extradition protesters and bystanders at random. Train services weren't disrupted as the demonstrators gathered on a platform chanting slogans and playing videos of the Yulong attacks as well as the arrest of protesters in Taiku MTR station in mid-August. One demonstrator said they didn't block train doors from closing as had been done in the past because people had complained about being late for work. International news and Cardinal George Pell, the most senior Roman Catholic cleric to be found guilty of sexual abuse, has lost his appeal against his conviction in Australia. Judges at the Supreme Court of Victoria upheld the jury's verdict against him by a majority of two to one. The announcement was made by Chief Justice Anne Ferguson. Having reviewed the whole of the evidence, two of the judges of the Court of Appeal, Justice Maxwell, President of the Court of Appeal, and I, have decided that it was open to the jury to be satisfied beyond reasonable doubt that Cardinal Pell was guilty of the offences charged. George Pell, a former Vatican treasurer, was found guilty last December of sexually abusing two choir boys in the 1990s when he was Archbishop of Melbourne. The Trump administration has approved a potential $8 billion sale of F-16 fighter aircraft to Taiwan. Here's the BBC's David Willis. The deal, which has yet to be finalised, is for 66 Lockheed Martin F-16 aircraft, as well as engines and other systems. According to a statement from the agency which oversees U.S. foreign military sales, such a deal would serve U.S. economic and security interests and help Taiwan maintain a credible defence. But it would also infuriate China. China regards Taiwan as a renegade province, and Chinese officials have already warned of unspecified countermeasures were the deal to go through. President Trump says he's postponing a meeting with the Danish Prime Minister because she's not interested in discussing the sale of Greenland to the United States. On a visit to the semi-autonomous Arctic Territory at the weekend, Meda Fredriksson described the suggestion as absurd. In a tweet, Mr Trump thanked her for being so direct, saying she'd save them both a great deal of expense and effort. Facebook has released an interim report after a year-long audit of concerns that it's biased against conservatives and their viewpoints. The report by a former Republican senator concluded Facebook had a lot to do to gain the trust of the political right. BBC's Dave Lee reports. The report lists a range of anecdotal grievances, such as the suggestion Facebook's algorithms intentionally gave less visibility to typically conservative views, such as posts that were anti-abortion or pro-gun ownership. But the report did not show any evidence of systemic suppression of that kind of material. Facebook's Director of Communications, Nick Clegg, said the company would always make mistakes, but pushed back against the claim the firm was favouring liberal perspectives. Almost 100 migrants on board a charity ship stranded off Lampedusa for days have disembarked on the Italian island after a prosecutor ordered the evacuation of the vessel. They were greeted by activists who applauded and shouted welcome to the mainly African migrants. The prosecutor also ordered the seizure of the ship. There have been a record number of wildfires in the Brazilian Amazon rainforest with more than 70,000 fires across the region. Conservationists have blamed the policies of President Jair Bolsonaro. It's the BBC's Candace Piet. 
Asked whether he was doing enough to control the wildfires, President Bolsonaro brushed off the criticism, saying it was the time of year when farmers use fire to clear the land. According to Brazil's Space Research Centre, fires have increased by 82% compared to the same period last year. Satellite images show Brazil's most northern state, Roirama, covered in dark smoke. Neighbouring Amazonas has declared an emergency. On Monday, far to the south, night fell early in Sao Paulo city because of thick cloud carrying smoke from the Amazon. There's been a series of blasts in Iraq at a weapons depot belonging to a powerful Shia militia that's backed by Iran. It's not clear what caused the incident, which is the third in the past month. The BBC Sebastian Usher has more details. Huge clouds of black smoke have been seen rising above the munitions depot belonging to the Iraqi Shia militias that played such an important role in the territorial defeat of IS. Last week, an even bigger explosion occurred at a popular mobilization forces depot in Baghdad, which sent rockets speeding across the capital. That was blamed on intense heat and poor storage. But the timing of the blast has caused speculation, with the US having recently warned that Iran could use its proxies in the region to stir trouble and is Israel having more explicitly stated its intention of hitting suspected Iranian military assets in Iraq if necessary. A beer company in Rwanda has apologised after critics said jokes that appeared on its bottles were sexist. The brewer score launched the beer labels with the jokes printed on them on Friday. This is the BBC's Maggie Mutesi. People were asked to send in jokes that would be printed on bottles. However, some of them have offended women. One portrayed women as materialistic. The joke read, when can a woman make you a millionaire? The answer was, when you're a billionaire. One of those who condemned the campaign was the Rwandan Minister of Gender and Family Promotion, Solin Nyirahabimana, who said such language demeaning women was not acceptable in our country. Skoll has called off the campaign and apologized for the offensive jokes. President Trump has played down fears the U.S. economy is heading towards recession. In his first comments since a survey of U.S. experts predicting negative growth within the next two years, Mr. Trump said a recession was very far away, but he called on the Federal Reserve to act. We could be really greatly helped if the Fed would do its job and do a substantial rate cut. Also, uh, they were doing quantitative tightening, very bad to do. They should do easing, actual easing, no tightening, or at a minimum, they should be doing nothing about that. The other thing is, yeah, we're looking at various tax reductions. That's one of the reasons we're in such a strong economic position. Banking regulators in the United States have approved an easing of restrictions introduced following the financial crash of, 20, of 2008. The new version of the so-called Folger Rule gives banks more leeway in terms of trading activity and simplifies how banks can tell if that trading is permitted by law. The changes have long been lobbied for by the big banks, which have argued the earlier rule was too cumbersome. As consumers groups and Democrats are concerned, the new rules could create systemic risk. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,249. That's 18 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $40 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 106.46 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 53 cents. Sport now, and here's Joanne Wong. 
cricket, Australia star batsman Steve Smith has been ruled out of the third Ashes test beginning tomorrow after suffering concussion. The 30-year-old was felled by a Jofra Archer bouncer on Saturday in the first innings of the second test at Lords. The BBC's Jonathan Agnew says he's surprised that the decision to withdraw Smith wasn't made earlier. Had Smith been an England cricketer, he would automatically have been ruled out of this match when he was diagnosed with concussion on Sunday because ECB protocols require a mandatory six-day break. Australia's rules are more flexible, but the fact that Smith sat out training yesterday was a clear indication of his fitness. Although Marlis Labuschagne batted bravely as Smith's substitute at Lords, this is a massive blow to Australia. Smith has scored 144, 142 and 92 in his three innings and has held Australia's unreliable batting together. They lead 1-0 with three to play and England will fancy their chances of levelling the series this week. Football England women's manager Phil Neville believes players should boycott social media after Manchester United midfielder Paul Pogba became the latest high-profile player to suffer racist abuse online. Pogba was targeted after his penalty was saved in United's one-all draw at Wolves on Monday, just days after Chelsea striker Tammy Abraham suffered similar abuse. Neville called for drastic measures, saying Twitter and Instagram have taken little action over the problem. He said boycotting social media would send a powerful message. I just think that football is a great platform to send powerful messages. People probably think it's going away, but it's not. It might be even getting worse. And I think social media is a is is a platform now that gives certain people the opportunity to to be racist, to be sexist, to be homophobic. And and I, I just think as a, as a football community, we need to probably get together and help police this a little bit better. Swimmer Sun Yang will get the rare public trial he asked for to answer an appeal by the World Anti-Doping Agency that could lead to his ban from the 2020 Olympics. The Court of Arbitration for Sport says his open hearing will probably be in Switzerland, but is unlikely to be before the end of October. Sun is following in the footsteps of another three-time Olympic swimming champion, Michelle Smith de Bruin of Ireland, as the only athletes to opt not to have a closed-door hearing in the sports court's 35-year history. She lost her her case in 1999. Sun's case was referred to CAS after WADA appealed a decision by swimming's governing body FINA to only issue Sun with a warning when he missed an out-of-competition test at his home in China. Badminton five-time champion Lin Dan and women's top seed Akane Yamaguchi have both crashed out in the second round of the World Championships in Basel. World number one Yamaguchi of Japan slumped to a straight games defeat to Singapore's Yao Jianmin in just 40 minutes. The 22-year-old became the second big name on the day to make an early exit following China's Lin, who was stunned by 30th-ranked Indian HS Pranoy, 21-11, 13-21, It was Lin's earliest exit in his 12 appearances at the World Championships. And that's your look at sport. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A man allegedly tortured by police at North District Hospital goes to police headquarters to make a statement. Civic Party lawmaker Jeremy Tam says more companies may be pressured by Beijing following the CAFE affair. And the financial secretary dismisses concerns that the central government's plan to further develop Shenzhen will undermine Hong Kong. The news from RTHK.
Something.